Welcome back to the Healing Place podcast, everyone. So in our April series, we're calling Waves. Our teachers are gonna be using this really cool metaphor of surfing to talk about our spiritual life. No one ever goes out to the ocean, grabs a surfboard, runs out, jumps into the waves, jumps up on the board, and rides this perfect wave all the way to the beach for the first time. Matter of fact, I dare say he probably wouldn't do it on the 50th time or the 100th time. I don't know, because I'm not a surfer. But we all know it takes a lot of time, a lot of practice, a lot of getting knocked off that board, getting back on, before we would ever make surfing look like this majestic, effortless, beautiful, magical thing that the pros make it look like, right? So enjoy these conversations as the Healing Place team and I talk about what should be the greatest adventure of our life, our choice to follow Jesus, and how it's full of risks, lots of starts and stops, lots of falling off that board and getting back on, lots of interior work that nobody else sees, but that can be one of the most rewarding decisions of our lives. Hey everyone, I'm glad you're here. In today's episode, Ross, Spoonie, and I talk about how we can change the mindset that many of us fall into, that our Christian walk is just some drudgery, some boring thing to endure, rather than one of the greatest adventures that we've ever been called to. When we look at the disciples, why did they drop their nets, right? And have we, have we dropped ours? Why did they choose to follow Jesus in the first place? And what was it costing them? What were they giving up? So when we talk about this, we look at our lives and we say, have we pushed all in? And what does it cost us? So join us as we discuss what following Jesus is all about. And we are back. What's going on? Welcome to the Healing Place Podcast, hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Another episode. What's up, brother? What's up, uh, brother? What's did up? y'all stay up way too late watching basketball? Oh, yeah. Way too late. Oh, yeah. 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 No doubt. Yep. So, man, our Mean Green yeah. and our oh, Cowboys man. are out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. really hoping for them to pull through. We Dude. still got the ACU Wildcats, though. So We got the Wildcats. This, my alma mater. Shout out. Come on. So, I believe. So, do you think they'll go deep? Or did they just barely squeak in? That was a good game, man. That was a good game, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're playing, they're playing with, some, with some good momentum and yeah. heart and soul. So They need to follow yeah. the path of ORU. Yeah, no, right. That was cool. Oh, that, that, was, was that was cool. That was fun. They're playing some good basketball. So yeah. I think they got the opportunity. I think they got a yeah. chance, man. Yeah. Hey. How about Baylor? Anybody gonna beat Baylor? Oh, They're I, good. I think They're them good. and Gonzaga will be in the end. Okay. That's my pick. <laughs> All right. It don't mean nothing, but <laughs> hopefully awesome. Baylor. Spoonie, you were a baller. Oh man. Yeah. About thirty years and about two hundred pounds of gold. <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> All right. I do. I loved it, yeah, man. Yeah, I and, loved it. And Jordan plays, right? Jordan, yeah. Jordan was yeah. a lefty. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, I was a little short guy, a little short point guard. I like to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Shoot it, man. But, yeah, it's been a long time ago. I heard you were, too. I played a little bit. Did you? Okay. They called me Set Shot Buford. Oh. That was... <laughs> <laughs> what a name. No, actually, they called me The White Shadow, so that dates me. There was a show wow. on TV yeah. called The White Shadow. I remember that show. And I, I, I had gone to private school and played. I was the big fish in a small pond, you know, shooting yep. lights out at Dallas Christian, right? Okay. And then I transferred to W.T. White. <laughs> 
we're playing Kimball, Carter, Skyline, mm, all these wow. teams. Yeah. And uh, let's just say <laughs> I was humbled. I was humbled. <laughs> okay. I was humbled. That's awesome. Ross, Ross how about play? you, man? I, I didn't play. I played uh, when I was young, but I, you know, w- Texas being a, a football state had to yeah. had to commit and go all in playing football. And okay. but I but I love playing with friends and yeah. pickup games and whatnot. I'm still waiting for that invitation from Jordan to go ball all over him, but you know, yeah. we'll see. <clears throat> it's been a fun tournament, man. Yeah. Been a fun it tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's cool watching ACU because literally, I mean I mean, just to see where they came from and yeah. when they came D one and now all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're in the tournament for the first awesome. time. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was My, fun watching that game, watching them mm-hmm, win that game, man. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- my one memory from from ACU in the student section uh, at the basketball games, you know, we were section F. That was the rowdy stuff. <laughs> that was where the dean Dean Archibald would make a beeline after the games and come over there and usually grab two or three of us by the hair, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, but I made a paper airplane. Mm. And I was sitting at the very top of our Coliseum, right? Moody Coliseum. And I floated that airplane during the middle of, of one of the games. And it did the whoo, 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 all the way down. <laughs> and we had this lady with the big bouffant hair <laughs> that was sitting down there on the first row courtside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that airplane stuck in the back of her hair oh and it was like it was that deal where we oh. all saw it going going and the closer we got we were like oh and then when it it stuck in there Whoa! it just we erupted man wow, and here wow. comes dean archibald but anyway, cool. yeah those were some good times man yes sir uh, so what are we talking about today gentlemen <laughs> waves. waves waves wave upon wave mm-hmm. i was thinking about that when you were talking about the uh the games and Remember the old school wave. Oh, the wave, <laughs> doing the wave. That's right. So, yeah. so yeah. Todd just told us we're we're, we're talking about waves because life comes in waves, yeah. right? So, yes. yeah. Speaking of waves, we had 2020 kind of hit us like a wave, Ooh, and a then 2021 waves. ice storm, another wave. Yeah. Yep. So they so keep coming, waves. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a friend. Uh, I was at a wedding this weekend. And I was talking to a friend, and he was asking me about how it is in our role, how it's been throughout 2020 and COVID and all the thing, all the ripple effects of that using all the, the wave terminology yeah, here, but, you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I told him that, uh, obviously that was on the forefront at the beginning of the year last year, around this time last year, and now coming to, you know, a year mark of being, affected by this COVID-19 deal, it's like that emotional level is still there, but life has just gone on. And so it's like things have been thrown on top of this, but that's still kind of low grade, whatever you want to call it, anxiety, worry, challenge, fear, all of those things is still there. And so a lot of people who are dealing with stuff right now, we just forget that also our world is still turned upside down and different than it's ever we've ever experienced before and I, so i think that's like an important part of what we've done in our work is being able to normalize and bring that back to bring that back in focus for people so that they can have some grace for themselves and in the situation of what they're walking through yeah yeah it's awesome that he he was saying that it's kind of like <clears throat> i was speaking to one of my clients as, 
as well. And it was just like, you know, right when, right before it all happened, they felt like they were having some type of balance. Mm. And, you know, when you talk about a wave, that's the first thing a, a surfer tries to do is catch that wave. And mm -hmm. He's trying to balance it. And so, you know, now it's like in 2021 when we're here, so many waves and so many things is happening in and out of your life. Now you're trying to not only juggle family, get back mm -hmm. to work. Uh, he was just saying, man, I just don't even know how work is going to look. Mm -hmm. It just may still be from home, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And so, so how do now I turn and try to balance that life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When right before it all, you were trying to balance who's going to pick up the kids. Right. From, yeah. Right after work, I got to run daycare. I got to run here. Yeah. And so now you're, you're not just balancing, uh, just your life from work. Now you're balancing uh, the energy in the home <laughs> the, in wow. terms of, you know, man, yeah. we, we just want to get back to some type of normalcy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I set my watch here so we don't go like an hour. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were talking yesterday about, so I was just kind of thinking about it in my head. We moved into our new house uh, September of 2019. Mm. And then the end of that year, sometime around maybe the end of the first year, you know, Chan and Ryan move in mm -hmm. to save for a house, which now they're out. They bought their new house. But um, so then March, COVID hits, March 2020. And I mean, we all lived through that. Mm -hmm. We lived through the first of 2021. So here we are back in March. I told Jamie, it's weird. We're at about a year anniversary of when that all started. Right. And we haven't had a quote normal spring in our new home, mm -hmm. right? And just thinking about this, the, just the, the changing weather, right? Yeah. And the season that's coming, um, it just feels weird because mm -hmm. we were all just kind of knocked on our butts, mm -hmm. right? right? In the early part of, of 2020. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's, it is weird because it's just kind of a first, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, because mm -hmm. we were just off of our game that first, that first part of 2020. And so yeah. here we are again, um, it just feels weird. Mm -hmm. It yeah. feels weird. And somebody asked me um, last week, because March 17th is, is the anniversary of our son passing, mm -hmm. right? Is Do I remember that? Um, mm -hmm. I never think about the date coming up. I mean, it's hard to miss St. Patrick's Day, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of Tina Hart always brings over her chocolate delight. Uh, Jamie, Jamie calls it the Corbin Delight dessert, oh, that's right? That's awesome. Awesome. She has for all these years, right? All mm -hmm. these years. But... Um, I'm reading that book, The Body Keeps Score, mm -hmm. right? So Good. even though I don't remember, my body does. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm not consciously thinking uh, the springtime's coming or March 17th's coming, but my body remembers it. And man, that's... So whether it's uh, COVID because of March 2020 or because of March 17th, right? Uh, I... That, that wave comes back every year for me. Mm -hmm. So it is a seasonal thing that happens in my life. So talk about, do y'all you, have things that have happened in your life, right, mm -hmm. um, that, that are seasonal? Yeah. Um, and you've had, uh, I mean, the, the things that come over and over and over because of the traumatic events that you've experienced. So do you have anything like that that you don't maybe consciously remember, but your body remembers mm. that it's happened in your life? Mm. Anything? Doesn't have to be as dramatic as obviously losing a yeah. loved one, but yeah, yeah. I was I was listening to something about uh, this isn't about my life, but mm -hmm. an example of this and is uh, there. I was listening to this story about um, 
the Great Flood of 1927, um, and it's when the Mississippi River flooded like tens of thousands of acres uh, alongside the, the Mississippi River. And uh, just hearing people talk about uh, firsthand accounts of, of what happened, and you you can you can hear it in people's voices, right? You can hear like the what you're explaining, Brian, of that of that kind of the body being able to uh, remember, even if you don't necessarily um, if you don't necessarily have those dates as as times when you celebrate or mourn or or whatever. And it's it's I think that's what I notice in my life. And when I read stories like that is it's like, you can hear it in people's voices, you know, mm-hmm. like even when you talk about March 17th, you can hear mm. the way that that's impacted you and the trauma that colors that, that, uh, th- that kind of tone and sound of your voice. And so that's, that's another way that I think our body is telling us or our body is signaling to us that there's something significant about those moments, you know? Yeah. So I, I think, that's what I think about is, and I think when you're talking with someone, like someone in our office, you can hear that too. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about a significant moment, their voice changes, you know, yeah. and yeah. it's almost like our anatomy or physiology uh, is is impacted, has been has been forever changed by that, and so yeah. it changes our voice box <laughs> to be able to talk about that in a different way, yeah. in a different. I just sound. I don't want us to be, and and you said it when you talk to clients, you know, yeah. and uh, we need to be cognizant of how we are feeling because mm. yes. so many times we think yes. I should be over it, like yeah. we got over twenty twenty, mm. but right. here we are at a year anniversary, mm-hmm. and I know oh, if yeah. my body can store mm-hmm. the way I felt during a depressive time in my life, a very depressed time in my life, yeah. Um, so even though we are here, we are a year anniversary, and we're we're out in 2020. It started out with a bang, right, with a yeah. storm. Yeah. But I feel this sense that everybody's wanting to move ahead, move mm-hmm. forward, and yeah. be done. But here we are, our bodies remembering what March 2020 felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right about now. Yeah, I yeah. love and I love yeah. in that that book in the Body Keeps Score. She talks, you know, she starts off talking about PTSD and how there wasn't a diagnosis for PTSD mm-hmm. before she started doing some of this, well, right at the beginning of her practice, basically, and uh, and how <laughs> they've expanded PTSD outside of the military sure. and veterans to mm-hmm. people who have experienced trauma. And uh, so I think I think that's super interesting, and, and we're gonna, I, I'm sure that we're storing some type of that PTSD in our body from COVID in some, mm-hmm. some type of way. But man, when you said that, Brian, it make, makes me think of uh, uh, that therapy model. What 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 is it? Remind me, do y'all that where you do the uh, EMDR? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Makes me think of EMDR, where mm-hmm. you're where you're pushing into those trauma moments, right? And you're trying to you're trying to experience those, and a lot of times you uncover things that are triggers that you didn't even know were triggers. I was yes. talking to a friend of mine who said that they did EMDR and that there's a certain food that always made this person upset and sad. And they didn't realize that it was like after a a significant trauma in their life, they went and got, they went and ate this food. And so Mm -hmm. it it didn't trigger until they went through this EMDR process that, uh, that this food was a massive trigger for her. And that's, that's kind of why food has been uh, a, a, a coping mechanism in this person's life. So it's just, it's wild how much our body um, 
and our and our mind and our mental health all go together in ways that we don't even recognize or realize. Right. right. <clears throat> so that EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Okay. So you're trying to go and I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I started that process. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. Right. Uh, and I would love to be certified in it yeah. because um, it's basically. Uh, learning to go and reprocess a memory and extract right. the emotion, right? Right. Yes. The, right? The emotion. Well, so so we we can we can have the trigger, but right. not have the same emotional response exactly. to the trigger, right. exactly. because right. a lot of times. Uh, the part of the body and brain that are working together, that are integrated to store that memory, mm-hmm. there's no linear timekeeper. So when you get triggered, it feels like it's You're happening right yeah. now, yeah. right yeah. now. You're experiencing that trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I love in the book how he, yeah, how she explains that. But but so, um, I I want us to be uh, uh, cognizant as we talk about this that. Um, Life is happening. It's coming at us. Mm. And, and I think about in waves, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to be able to move forward and help people move forward, but we ourselves need to realize what's going on in us mm-hmm. yes. and realize that if we're feeling this trauma, yeah. right, and reliving that, that traumatic experience, we know other people are as well. Yeah. So yeah. I think so many times in the church, we feel like we have to have it together yep. so we can help someone else. Mm-hmm. And I get that I want to have solid ground if I'm throwing someone a lifeline. Yeah. I want to be out of the waves if I'm throwing someone the, the rope yes. to help them out, right? Um, and uh, in lifeguard training, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know who usually drowns in lifeguard training? You know, they, they teach you the one who many times drowns is the one trying to help someone who's drowning. Mm-hmm. Because if they're flailing, mm-hmm. they'll take you down with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have to wait till someone's expended all their energy and then jump in and pull them out, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So, so many times the person who's, quote, flailing, mm-hmm. right, they haven't expended their energy. They're still trying to, to save themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. We have people. Do you do you feel like some clients that come for help are still trying to save themselves? Oh, exactly. Or are they expend, have they expended all their energy saying, "I need help, please come and yeah. grab me." Well, a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, I find that, you know, quite often, mm-hmm. and so that's why I try to make sure, you know, speaking of making sure I don't lose myself or, you know, get yeah. caught up with the same. You know, oh man, what about me? And trying to stay healthy as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like to use the approach that, hey, we're going to walk through this together. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I have to realize that while as I'm helping them, as I'm talking with them, as they are, hey, I'm over here drowning, that I let them know and speak of oftentimes or times when I too was in that same state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so it just automatically lets them know because, you know, just in the mind, you know, you know what they say when you just in the body keeps score. Well, mm-hmm. the mind and stuff you hear even about just coming to get counseling, <laughs> you know, a lot of times it could be a posture of, well, I'm just about to tell you about everything I'm going through mm-hmm. and, and then you're going to help me. And then at some point, you know, so while they're screaming for help, I let them know at some point too, I was too. And also screaming for help at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we walk through it together. But yes, you know, it's it's just, you know, a lot of times, sometimes they want to save themselves. And so as they're still talking or they're still going through, sometimes the best posture is just to allow them that time to go through it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I see is beneficial because no matter what, 
even if you start trying to show them, sometimes they're not ready to see it. That's right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have found mm -hmm. that as well. Oh, heck know, yeah. Sometimes they're not ready yeah. to see it. So uh, yeah, I've, I've used this over and over. When the student's ready, the teacher appears. Yes, sir. A lot of times people uh, come, and I know I've been this way. It's like, hey, I need help. I know my way's not working, but right. let me tell you what I need. Yes. Let me tell you how to help mm -hmm. me. Right. And then someone starts suggesting, you know, your mentor, your mentor, your yep. counselor, your therapist, or whomever, mm -hmm. uh, your pastor mm -hmm. says, here's some things. Have you considered this? No, 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 no. No, I've already got it figured out. Let right. me tell you what I need. Right. right? right. So they still, they're still flailing. Yeah. Right. Still flailing. It's like yep. they want they want affirmation or confirmation from you. Mm -hmm. They want you to sign off on what they feel like they need to do, you yeah. know, which I think is a funny posture. Yeah. Yeah. But I think too, I've been thinking about this, um, just the whole, uh, the idea, the lifeguard idea, Brian, and then, you know, thinking about people who are trying to help others mm -hmm. that we're all called to be people, you know, who are, who are, are first Corinthians or second Corinthians first, right? We share the piece that we've received yep. that, that whole, idea and mindset um, and how we, you know, we're, we're, we're not called to be perfect. We all, we are called to share our journey to like what you're talking about, but like what you said, Spoonie, but sometimes um, whenever that idea is, is, is presented to us or put, put before us in my mind and what I see in others it's it's almost like we disqualify ourselves or or people disqualify themselves because they feel like they need to have it together before they help someone else. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the yes. follow me as I follow Christ mm -hmm. thing that that almost gives you the idea that you need to be somewhere that someone you need to be further than someone else in order to help them. Right. So it's always putting this idea of like perfection or yes. right behavior or whatever it is that you need to achieve. And so it's like, people are like, well, I could never do that. I can't be this person. I can't be Spoonie or Brian or right. Toby or whoever. Mm -hmm. So I can't help anybody. Right. So I think it's a, it's a weird balance in mm -hmm. line where we can't be flailing in the water with them. Absolutely. But we also, if we think that we're ever going to be able to be the perfect lifeguard, then we're never going to be able to help anybody because yeah. we're going to disqualify ourselves. Sure. So Absolutely. weird tension. Yeah, yeah so many is. people. Uh, I had a guy come over uh, last week. Um, he came to the house, and we ended up sitting for about two hours. And he he told me how afraid he was to come mm. and to share and to open up because he was just embarrassed about mm -hmm. what he was going through, what yeah. he was experiencing. And uh, so much of it, as I as we talked, when I just didn't bat an eye and I just wasn't surprised. And I just right. basically, I thought, yep, yep, me too. Yep, yep yeah. me too. Oh, oh yeah, really? Yep, join the club. Yes. It was just this, and I, I keep going back to our greatest human need is not solution, it's it's solidarity. Mm -hmm. It's, man, I feel exactly, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Dude, like you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is not, you know, he kept wondering, am I psycho, right? Yeah. And and yeah. Uh, it made perfect sense what he was going through, right? And yeah. And we can figure out what, why he got there or how he got there. Right. But just to normalize the situation, you know. Yes. So I think about with waves. Obviously, we were planning to maybe to talk about something else. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that in another podcast. Oh, yeah. But I just want to go on this for a minute. I'm, I'm yeah. sh literally shifting gears. But with the waves, I think mm -hmm. about timing. Mm. So if you're in the ocean, right, and <laughs> the waves are the same. Mm -hmm. But if you're 
under them <laughs> yeah. and you're getting pummeled by them and you you get up and another one comes and it pummels you and you you shake it you get up and another one does you know i've never really surfed but i body body surfed you know boogie board and all that um but if you're under them those those ones that the timing is yeah. horrible right <laughs> but if you're on top of them yeah. and you get on top you're riding them right. right right so timing is everything yes and i'm thinking about so people that can be in that water experiencing the same exact thing, yes. but one person's getting pummeled by the wave yes. and another person's on top of it riding it, yes. and how our experience is so different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And just how sometimes just a tweak, mm-hmm. just, man, a millisecond made the difference on yeah. if you caught that thing and you were riding it or you were under it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think that's the thing, the relatable part. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to make sure everyone knows that if I'm ever on a wave, man... Yeah. Some of it, I feel like I got lucky. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I got lucky, and, and by the grace of God go I, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I have been where you've been. So, that, yeah. I mean, that's... I think uh, that's a little bit of, of uh, wisdom in the sense of, uh, it. you know, I, it takes practice to learn the timing of to, to get on top of the wave. Mm-hmm. And practice means that you fail. <laughs> practice mm-hmm. means you get pummeled by the wave. Right. So people who are, are, are able to ride that wave have gotten lucky, but they've also, it means that they've got some scars from being mm-hmm. pummeled time after time. And what, what, when you said that, Brian, what it made me think of is, um, it made me think sometimes we, we, you know, whether we're caught up in the undertow or whether we're caught up just getting pummeled by the waves, we get used to that feeling. You know, yeah. and we get we get we get so comfortable in that place, even though it's uncomfortable, yeah. that it's hard for us to make those slight adjustments. And sometimes it does take us going to the shore and getting a reset in order to know, oh man, this season's been hell, or this yeah. like I this pattern of behavior has not been healthy or helpful for me, or you know, like my marriage is not in a good place and I need help. I have not been a good dad and I need to change these things. Yeah. Um, and it's like those wake up moments that are, are so, um, like vulnerable. Like <laughs> I'm sure when you roll up on the shore and you're like, you know, trying to catch your breath as much as you can, it's not, <laughs> it's not a fun place to be, but those, those times are necessary sometimes to be able to like have a perspective shift and change and be like, okay, I'm actually going to, I'm going to change my practice and I'm going to try to try to work on my timing instead of just accepting the waves pummeling me like I have been for the, for the last amount of time. Yeah. 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 I I think about the, we are creatures of habit, right? Mm -hmm. And so we keep doing the same thing and Mm -hmm. we, you know, you, we've heard us say it around here. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, over, expecting different results. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what addiction is, right? Mm -hmm. We just keep doing the same thing over and over, but that's, that's harming us. It's killing us. And, um, so when the waves are coming, and I, I just thought of that when you were t- instead of regrouping. Okay, so let's go back to shore. Or when I'm down under, if I keep coming up at the same time, boom, crash yeah. again, yeah. and yeah. then I keep I keep doing that same thing right. instead of thinking, okay, 
and I'm comfortable in that, and I'm just going to do it again. And I know it's going to hit me again. Right. It's going to crash me down. Instead right. of thinking, yeah. you know what, I'm going to jump this one a little early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting up quicker this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to maybe hold my breath for a little longer, yeah. stay down, let yeah. it pass, and then go up. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's like I have to do something differently. Mm-hmm. And so that doing something differently a lot of times... Um, it means forcing ourselves out of our habits, yeah, right? Absolutely. And we've again, I've said this. The the, <laughs> the bad news is <laughs> we're creatures of habit, and our brains get stuck in ruts. The mm-hmm. good news is neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. We can yeah. change. We can rewire our brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to do some things differently, mm-hmm. right? So what are some things that you guys have done when you felt yourself um, in 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 the pattern? In yeah. the addiction, yeah. in the same old, same old, yeah. to get yourself. It's in March of 2020 and yeah. then March of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, here we are yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? What, so, what have you done to break out of that? It's funny how you, you were talking about the surfing and then getting, you know, the guys getting pummeled by the waves. Well, one thing that a lot of guys do that I've heard before is they go a lot of times with friends and that, that are other surfers. Mm. And they're standing on the shore while one of you go and try to catch waves so that they can analyze what they're doing wrong. Yep. And so when so sometimes you just got to come out the water and get to the shore and ask the friends, yeah. ask someone, you go. hey, man, what was I doing wrong? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Did I start too early? Did I? Because you may be feeling uh-huh. that, man, I'm under this wave and, man, I, I just didn't catch it just right. And so you got to come off the, out of the water. And ask somebody that's watching you from afar off. And so sometimes when I find myself, it's like the other day, I reached out to Ross, texting real quick, and he's, yeah, man, we'll get together Monday after the podcast. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, two days later, I, I had reached out to you, and then you reached back out, and we had a conversation. And that's why I say a lot of mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. stay close to some positivities. Yeah. Stay close to someone mm-hmm. that can see you. That will be transparent and tell you yeah. how they see you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, that's just what it is. Just coming out of the, the problem, yeah. just long enough to maybe get some guidance, to get some man. Just a, just tweak it here a little mm-hmm. bit, tweak it there a little. Yeah. You know? I, oh yeah. Uh, we were taught in kindergarten the buddy system, right? You yeah. Gotta have a buddy. Yeah. You, you go out there alone, you're gonna drown. Mm-hmm. Yes. So get somebody who can watch you and yeah. can, can can see you and can offer you a hand. And when you need it, right? Yeah, because yeah. you mean well, like you're like, because yeah. you're thinking that you know what you did wrong mm-hmm. in that wave. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think, man, I shouldn't. I, I start pedaling too fast. Yeah. You know, I, next time yeah. I'm not gonna pedal yeah. as fast. Well, just hearing or seeing someone else's opinion or or saying, you know what? Yeah, you did, but maybe what you should have did is took your took your board and went left a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so some people can just stand close to people. Just stand connected to the right people in those moments because yeah. you you're thinking you're doing what's right yeah you know? yeah and and get a coach who knows what they're doing yes they've been through it and they know yes. I, I remember when i picked up golf so so all, i didn't play golf growing up um all i saw was ever that ever once in a while my dad would go play golf on a saturday it's like where's dad and mm-hmm. it was that weird thing where he'd come back wearing this hat that i never saw him wear ever you know he just <laughs> in these weird shorts and these right. shoes you know just weird right. and he's always throwing his bag down and in a bad mood for the rest of the day <laughs> you know right. he'd always and i thought that never looks like fun he's gone for four or five hours he comes back and he's pissed off the rest of the day so so i, yeah. I learned <clears throat> avoid golf well then uh, 
uh, when I graduated from college, shortly after that, my brother had really gotten into golf and said, man, you should, you should play, you know? So I started going to the driving range and, you know, I grabbed that club like a baseball bat and I started (laughs) swinging like a baseball bat (laughs) and I'm slicing the ball, hitting it a mile and just slicing it every time. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, if I keep doing the same thing, yeah. if my grip stays the same, my swing stays the same, I'm yeah. going to slice the ball every time. Mm. Yeah. And I remember when the first few people started trying to fix my swing, it's like, well, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. I don't want to bring the club inside to out, you know? I want to go outside to in, you know, swing plane. I don't want to do my grip like that. I want to have it back like this, you know? And and how unnatural that felt. Mm -hmm. But I had to have somebody that could look at me and say, dude, this ain't working, man. And you need to change it up and do this. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to feel natural. You have to do it differently or you're going to get that same slice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting that it's like, okay, this seems crazy, but I'm going to bring this club inside and Mm. and push out. It's like, wait, won't that send the ball, right? right? Mm -hmm. No. Boom. All of a sudden, that ball starts drawing. And then when you overdo it, you duck hook it, right? Right. (laughs) If I'm not anything, I'm the master of overcompensation, (laughs) right? And the sweet spot, right, is hitting that target, hitting the middle. Mm. But yeah, it's asking somebody who knows what they're doing, right? Reaching out and getting some coaching. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. There was a... I think maybe a couple months ago, I felt like I was in a rut in parenting. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I was, mm. you know, getting onto my kids a lot and reacting. And um, I would, and I, and I wanted to be more intentional with our time. Like I, I just felt, felt kind of out of sorts. And I was with a buddy. I was on a run with a buddy and who is a parent. And I, and I was like, man, I'm just feeling, I'm, I'm feeling like I need some help in this area. Like what what do you see in me and what, what have you been able to do? And he gave me some really great practical advice that I think, you know, I probably knew, but needed to hear from someone else to really make the change. But I mean, that's, I was thinking exactly what you were saying, Mm. Spoonie, just about like, you know, I I was, I was running through in my head, what, what are the things that need to change? What are the things I need to do different? But then once I was able to bring it out to someone else, They're able to give me some perspective that was really helpful yeah. for me, and uh, and so I'm right there with you guys. Like I yeah. think it takes the, the the hardest thing and the easiest thing yeah. <laughs> is to go talk to somebody about yep. it. Go go bring it up to a friend, um, bring it up to you know your wife or your husband, yeah. and allow them to speak into something that is is probably pretty vulnerable for you. Because isn't it funny how like just to that point, you guys see. You know, just with our, and I love our technology. I love the time that we're in social media and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But a lot of times we're in that time where, you know, let me just go to YouTube. Yeah. Or let me just look at something. Because cause like you said earlier about the embarrassment. Yeah. Right. I don't want people to know I'm dealing with this. So, mm-hmm. you know, let me just grab a self-help book. Mm-hmm. I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you keep going through, like you just said, you still, it's uncomfortable. Um, but if you keep swinging with your same grip, you're going to mm-hmm. get the same deal. Mm-hmm. So like you said, man, I mean, just think about that. Like you were going through that and you were just on a run, mm-hmm. right? And you decided to talk to a buddy right then and there. They mm-hmm. gave you some great advice, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that person you need to talk to is not just far away. Right. They're right next to you. Right. You deal yeah. with them every day. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to go have coffee. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to go to Zumba class. You're getting All this stuff you're getting ready to do. Yeah. And sometimes it's just reaching out yeah. and asking. And it was just so funny because 
just reaching out to both of you mm-hmm. last week helped me with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? In that moment, you you start telling me, man, look, and you just start talking to me about yeah. what you were talking about earlier, about mm-hmm. man, around this time, my body take and I start realizing, wow, you know, man, he's going, man, but you had the wherewithal to still say, hey, Spoon, how are you? You know, da da da. So mm-hmm. to your point, man, just if I was to tell someone right now that's listening, mm-hmm. just reach out. Mm-hmm. You know, just reach out. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can call us, but yeah, your answer may be with the person you're carpooling with. Yeah. 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 It yeah, may yeah. be the Uber driver. <laughs> you never know. That's so right. thank you, man. Yeah. So, so uh, sorry for the rambling at the beginning of this episode. Oh, man, but what right. I want to do yeah. is I want to take where we finally got, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about the waves of life. But yeah. I want to talk about the waves of our faith. Mm. Okay. That how our faith comes in waves. I want to talk about. Um, and and then the not just how our faith can come in waves, right? And mm-hmm. the seasonal nature of the, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the peaks, the valleys, just the natural way that we as humans approach our faith, our, our faith journey, our mm-hmm. walk with God. Yes. But I want to talk about... Um, the the adventure that it could be following Christ, mm-hmm. um, the the adventure that I believe he had in mind when he asked Peter, Andrew, James, and John to drop their nets and follow him. Yeah. Why they actually dropped their nets? Yeah. Why did they drop them? Mm-hmm. Why did they push all in? Why did they say, yeah. "I'm pushing all in on this"? Mm-hmm. Right? Is is this is this something that's intended to be this? You know, limping through, or or man, an exciting adventure to be loved and to be embraced, mm. right? Yeah. So let's talk about that in our next episode, and I'll see you then. Okay, sounds good. All awesome. Right. Awesome. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in the healing place. We're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Group.